Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie Farish, your host, coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We have a great show today, Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together with Guy Finley. You know, we all have an innate desire for flourishing and loving relationships and a longing for real love. But how much do you really understand about yourself and your partner? How do you show love for each other? And what does a good relationship need? Our relationships are mirrors of our inner relationship with ourselves. And as Guy Finley quotes, every relationship that we have in our lives, our contact with each person, place, and event serves a very special purpose. If yet to be realized, they are mirrors that can serve to show us things about ourselves that can be realized in no other way. That is so profound. A modern-day mystic and practical philosopher, best-selling self-help writer, and internationally renowned spiritual teacher for over four decades, Guy has helped individuals around the world find inner freedom and a deeper and more satisfying life. His in-depth and down-to-earth teachings cut straight to the heart of today's most important personal and social issues, anxiety, self-discovery, relationships, addiction, stress, compassion, and peace. Featured on numerous television and radio shows, including national appearances on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and NPR, he is the author of over 45 books and audio-video programs, including his acclaimed seminal book, The Secret of Letting Go, and Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together. And Guy is the founding director of Life of Learning Foundation in Merlin, Oregon, where he offers free online classes that we'll hear about later in the show. So now... Let's surrender to the mystery of relationship magic, and I am very pleased to welcome our amazing guest, Guy Finley, to our show. Welcome, Guy. <laughs> Hi, Jean Marie. Thanks. Glad to be with you. But yes. you, you, you've built me up so much, I don't know if I should even speak. <laughs> Yes, you can. I mean, I've tuned into your classes and read your book. You are truly an expert. Thank you for joining us today on Love Light. And Guy, I must share that I feel your prescribed relationship magic is truly the magic of living and loving unconditionally. And I really love your relationship magic, waking up together, your book and I have tuned in to your classes that are so amazing. So, Guy, can you just 
share with us. You truly are a beacon of light. What inspired your passion and mission for your work? Oh, gosh, Jean-Marie. You know, I get asked from time to time that question. And uh, any answer that I have for it misses the mark. Mm-hmm. I think I think like everybody else, and maybe there was some door that opened early on in my life. I mean, really early on, seven, eight years old, nine years old. I just I just couldn't put together, especially in a child's mind, why it is that with all of the really the the gifts that we have in America as Americans and and really although relative the the food and the cars and the homes things that most of us are able to have and for me I was raised in a very successful family so we had uh, all of that and more and yet I just couldn't understand why everybody was so unhappy. Yeah. I mean, a child grows up and in my instance, you know, you're told you're so lucky. Look at all you've got. Your Mm -hmm. parents love you. You're this, you're that. And then you've got all the trappings. And yet you see, you see and feel these, this tension between your parents, people fighting all the time, not to mention the literally the dysfunctional, uh, relationships that most adults in one way or another have with food or drugs or alcohol, yes. uh, the, the, the need for social approval. It just, it just got to me at an early age. I, I, again, I couldn't tell you why. Mm-hmm. And it began for me wanting to understand how do I reconcile this extraordinary discrepancy that, that I see and feel when everyone is telling me, no, there's no discrepancy. You know, this is just life. This is the way things are. And I just never bought into it, Jean Marie. And, mm-hmm. and I, I still don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I see, especially today, where there is this proliferation of so called spiritual teachings and masters and gurus and uh, personal coaches across the the realm, and and what I see is people making excuses or even glorifying things that they don't know what to do with themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. like saying it, anger is healthy in a relationship. That's like saying fire is healthy for a fur coat. You know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, there is no healthy anger in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Anger is destructive. And we need to, and we need to understand uh, the the reason for this anger, the reason for the difficulties we have with each other. Instead of coming up with good excuses for them, which does nothing, literally nothing, but uh, drive us down a road where, in the end, everything comes to some bitter end, and then we we just go through that again. Not for me, anyway, and that's why. You ask why, I don't know the answer, but that's about as close as I can get. 
And that is fantastic. I know what that feels like. I've walked the path of discontentment, reaching milestones of what was perceived as successful, but it was like something kept, there was a yearning deep within me, and I kept searching for the truth and the answers for years. But I became to realize that it was all about myself, and you're going to share with us more about this. But one of the things that, guy, that you talk about so much is the uniforms we, we wear. You know, there's so many layers of us, uh, and you give this analogy of the uniforms we wear without knowing we are wearing them. And I know this to be true because for me, it was this need to be perfect, the voice of self-oppression hidden under the veil of unworthiness. And my most valuable lesson, Guy, was humility. So can you shed light on the uniforms and layers (laughs) that we wear, the baggage we carry around almost moment by moment? Yeah. Now, you keep in mind, you have a certain context for that idea of uniforms because you tuned in <laughs> one of my live webinars. Yes, yes. Everybody else is going, what? what is I know, I about? know, but it made so much sense to me. <laughs> so so shed light on that. Look, let, let's look at it this way. Okay. Um, one minute I'm sitting at home and I'm having a cup of coffee and thinking about what I've got to do today. I've got to take a meeting. I've got to go meet someone. Uh, There's a conversation I'm not looking forward to. And we all know in those moments how our mind wants to get ahead of the moment and maybe planning what we're going to say or how we're going to get through that difficult situation. So in one respect, we could say in that moment, we have on a the uniform of uh, a foot soldier or maybe a general because now we, we've, we've identified with some idea or role that we need to play in a forthcoming moment. And we go out, so to speak, prepared for that battle. And on the way, let's say we run into traffic and we're going to be late for that meeting. Now we, we've forgotten why it is that we were dressed uh, for battle, and now we've got on the the anxiety suit. We're we're nervous that people are going to think we don't respect them because we're not on time, and so mm-hmm. we start thinking about how we're going to explain why we're late. And th- t- to make a summary of it, we put on these different uniforms. We we uh, um, we enter into different identities different ideas about ourselves and the way that we want to present ourselves and that all of these disparate uniforms, these different identities, none of them really know any of the other identities or uniforms because when we put one on, for instance, I go to a cocktail party and I'm, I, I'm dressed like a, a, a prince or a princess and I want people to see me like that and then Somebody spills wine on my new blouse or my new shoes, and suddenly I'm not a prince or a princess, but I'm the I'm the guy, uh, the executioner. And and we we don't see how often we change uh, yes. identities. Now the reason it's important relative to relationship magic is that we we need to have between us an understanding that allows us to realize that 
my my husband, my wife wakes up. They had a bad dream. They're in a grouchy mood. If I judge my partner by their grouchiness, I fail to see that the moment that they're grouchy, that it it makes me put on the anti-grouchy uniform, mm-hmm. meaning that suddenly I am someone set against them. And when we go through life trying to figure out who we are based mm-hmm. on what the other person, our partner in life is doing or experiencing, then all we have is this kind of constant vacillation, Jean Marie, where there's nothing solid, nothing really, um, no real foundation for understanding each other. And in the end, that's the purpose of our relationships is to allow the other person to help us realize something about ourselves that we don't know otherwise. And to go through our relationship, as you said, using them as mirrors allows us to start discovering things about ourselves we never knew were true. And in that discovery, which is the beauty of it, to realize that my husband or my wife, my children, my relatives, people I work with, they're exactly like I am. They've got a closet full of uniforms. They're constantly uh, switching costumes, meaning who they are and what they Mm -hmm. want to be seen as being. And and we need to uh, get to a point where all of that goes on and it goes on without dragging us into that, that kind of confusion where we're forever looking to the other person to confirm who we are and never finding that person to be the same person and the confirmation to be the same. So it's just kind of a mess, honestly, Jean Marie, right now. Yes, and, yes. And, and, and we can sort this out if we want to. We can learn things about ourselves and about our partners, uh, real lessons that will liberate us and, and give us a healthier, loving relationship. But Guy, it, it, what you're saying, it, it is exhausting. Relationships can be incessantly exhausting, putting on all of these different costumes. We can take things so personal and, you know, we're always thinking and talking to ourselves and even beating up on ourselves and judging ourselves and others. Uh, the, the question um, that I have is, you know, you issue this radical challenge that fights with our partners can be healthy. Uh, can you shed light on that? You know, this real source of pain and conflict, how can we lay it down? We have to understand something. And it, and it has to be more than just a, an idea. Look, and you be the advocate. I know we're coming up on a break in a couple of minutes, so we'll set the stage. When, when somebody does something someone you know, love, a friend, family member, and you suddenly feel like they've uh, stepped out of bounds and you get that flush of anger. When you, when you go to talk to them, are you addressing them out of being at peace with yourself, comfortable, content with yourself, or is the driving force in that moment of encounter 
the fact that there is some pain in you that is being summarily blamed on them. That is the condition, isn't it? Yes, I'm in pain. Yes. I'm in pain, and you're responsible for it. Now, if I'm in pain, and I blame my partner for it, which is all we currently know to do, can I see, even begin to see, that whatever it is that my partner did to produce that pain in me, they didn't do it because they were happy. They didn't do it because they were content. They were in pain too. So what happens is you've got one person in pain, stimulating, stirring in another person pain, and then the other person in pain, ignoring the fact that their partner had to have been in pain or they wouldn't have done what they did. And you get two people, each of them in pain, each of them blaming the other, and neither of them understanding that the pain they are in in that moment is not because of what their partner has done, but rather their partner is serving to help them see that that pain is in them to begin with. And nobody, Jean Marie, wins that kind of fight. It produces a negative pattern that eventually expresses itself in an explosion of resentment. Mm. Yes, yes. You know, there's so many ways that we respond, passive, aggressive, keeping silent, avoiding, you know, uh, constantly defending our image and being self-righteous. I mean, it's endless ways that we respond out of pain. And, uh, you know, hold your thoughts. We're going to learn more about the relationship magic, how to really come out of the pain and use relationships as opportunities for healing and awareness. So don't go away. I think it's time for a brief commercial break. You don't want to miss the next segment on relationship magic, waking up together with our amazing guest, Guy Finley, internationally renowned spiritual teacher, best-selling self-help writer, author of 45 books, including The Secret of Letting Go and Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together, and founding director of Life of Learning Foundation in Merlin, Oregon. Don't go away. We will be right back. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drgmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drgmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. 
Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love. Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs, such as the transcripts of Mary Magdalene, for heart-opening, beautiful, to radiate your inner beauty, and the body-balancing and physical regeneration pathway to become more energized. Ignite your spark and live a life of passion and purpose. Explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And if you're just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, Guy Finley, on Relationship Magic Waking Up Together, renowned international spiritual teacher, founding director of Life of Learning Foundation in Maryland, Oregon, best-selling self-help writer of over 45 books, including The Secret of Letting Go and Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together. And Guy, thank you so much for just leading us into these insights about our image and the pain that we experience almost incessantly in all kinds of relationships. And, you know, we talked about the aspect of us being mirrors in these relationships and doing the inner work for self-discovery. Please share with us more about that, including our faulty expectations of relationships or whatever you'd like to share to give our listeners more insight. So I think that we're just going to jump in with both feet a little bit here, Jean-Marie, because Indeed. I mean... You know, you watch the news, or for that matter, you listen to people on the radio, 
and everybody talks around the problem. It, it's like this endless description that never brings any real discovery because for whatever reason, it seems like either nobody wants to just lay it out there uh, and take the lumps if people don't like it. So we dance around all of these topics. And when it comes to relationships, oh my God, you, you, you pick up these magazines today and there is an explanation, a justification, some strange corrupted view of how to take something that's broken in a relationship and glorify it. I, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to start like this. First of all, have you ever had a stone in your shoe, Jean Marie? Quite uncomfortable, yes. <laughs> uh, now, listeners, I'm talking about you and me. No mm-hmm. judgment here. Now, let's say that you have a stone in your shoe. If you buy a new blouse or get a new hat, does that fix the pain when you walk? No. No. Well, how about if I, I I redecorate my house? Does that do anything to my to that pain when I walk? Mm, no. Uh, that no. Do okay. How about a facelift? Does that do anything? How about no, I, it, it I protects go, the image, right? This faulty I go, image. I, I go to the gym and I, I work and the whole time. It doesn't do a thing. And the same thing holds true when it comes to the fact that there is a stone in our shoe. There's a stone in our soul. There mm. is something that we don't understand that no matter what we do to work around it does not free us from it. And that's why we have these problems with our relationships because we have a stone in our shoe. We have a pain in our life we don't know what to do with. And relationships are not the answer to pain that we don't know what to do with. So many of us get into relationships, bounce from one to another, or hope to find another, because the one we were in, we blame the person, we, 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 we hold them as responsible for ruining what was a good thing. When the fact of the matter is that any time that we have a relationship with another human being, by the nature of that relationship, Part of that is to help us discover what it is in us that we don't know about ourselves so that relationships serve one of the highest purpose of them is to reveal to us what is presently concealed in us that we don't know is concealed. I'll give you an example. (coughs) And everybody, this is pretty much true, I think but you can certainly follow it even if it's not exact. I remember when I was a young boy, 18 years old, I fell in love hard. Uh, Greatest girl that ever lived, fantastic relationship. And I thought, this is it. I'm a a lucky man. And then one day uh, I come to find out that I'm not as lucky as I thought because she's been going around behind my back and sleeping with one of my friends. And when I found that out, to this day, I can remember that my whole life seemed to end. It sounds dramatic, but when you're 18 or 19 years old 
and you fall for the first time in love, you, you are absolutely dependent upon that person for the physical pleasure, the psychological comfort, the joy of someone that you love being with, and your world revolves around <clears throat> that relationship. Now, suddenly, I learned that relationship never existed the way I imagined it. So what happens? We've all been down this road. I said to myself, and I meant it, I will never, ever get hurt again like that. As long as I live, so, so help me God, that's never going to happen. Have you ever heard that thought in your mind, Gene? Oh, yes. Been there. <laughs> yeah. as, as all of us have. Now, see, that seems pretty innocent. It, 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 and it's a lot like, <laughs> uh, my example is, you go out and you overeat someplace, you, you spend a terrible night, and you swear to yourself laying in bed, you're never going to eat again. But you wake up the next morning and you're hungry, yeah. and then you eat again because you forget the pain of that, uh, of that episode of overeating. Well, we forget, meaning the next relationship comes along, but when it comes along, Jean Marie, it comes along already tainted because within us has been formed this idea, this identity, this costume that of someone who will never be hurt again. But we're not aware of that in ourselves, but it's there with us when we're sitting at the dinner table, when we're out with friends, and we happen to notice that our boyfriend, our girlfriend, our partner is looking around the room, and they're just doing that innocently, but suddenly their action turns into an incrimination on our part, where suddenly we're suspicious that what they're doing is going to lead to some more pain. Well, how can that person looking around the room bring up that kind of pain in me in that moment? Did they create that pain in me, Jean Marie? Mm, no, that, that's no, you. Mm -hmm. Create it. But their presence and my relationship with that person is revealing something that is concealed in me. And what's concealed in me is the fear of being hurt. Now, we have become human beings who believe it is natural to go around fearful that someone will hurt us, fearful that someone will disrespect us, fearful that somebody is going to do something that is going to somehow or other um, make us seem like we're less than what we imagine ourselves to be. So that that fear enters into our relationships as a natural element in them. And fear in a relationship is not a natural element. It is an unnatural element that acts unnaturally in our relationships to destroy any chance at all of ever having a fearless, loving relationship because we've allowed our relationships to show us the fear that lives in us, mm. the pain that's already in us, so that we're not acting out anymore that fear or pain. Rather, we're using the relationship as the mirror to reveal to us what remains concealed in us, and it is the revelation of these things. They say the truth sets you free. Yes. I'm describing to you exactly how it does it. Mm. Wow, that is so profound. But isn't it fearful for people to even look 
at themselves or look inside. And that's one of the questions that I have for you. We always talk about the inner work that's necessary for self-discovery and healing to connect to the love within. You know, what does that mean? What does it look like? Where do you begin to really start unearthing, you know, uh, this the, the plethora of what bondage and prison that we've created for ourselves, the inner work. <clears throat> well, first, we didn't really create it for ourselves, Jean Marie. Mm-hmm. We, live, we live from and in a level of consciousness that doesn't understand anything about itself at all, except for the conditioned images, ideals, ideas that have come down the stream uh, as a way to deal with these things that we don't know what to do with in ourselves. Let's take an example. Okay. You and I were talking just before the show, and you said on your property you've got these beautiful 15, 15 beautiful old, like old trees. Now, you look out your window, even while you're talking to me, just like I'm doing here in Oregon, <laughs> I'm looking at the trees and the squirrels and some deer. When we look at nature, we experience qualities in ourselves that without the relationship of looking at the light, the form, the colors, the movement, we wouldn't ordinarily know. So that that moment looking out at nature, looking out at that crazy squirrel jumping around, we actually experience within ourselves a quality that we would never know were it not for what we're in relationship with in that moment. Mm. So that our consciousness is like a mirror. I look out, I see that, that buck with that six points and he's noble, a great beast. I feel his strength. I feel the power in the buck. Well, is the power in the buck or is the buck revealing that in my consciousness there is a corresponding quality and that's why I like looking at the buck. Yes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So we love looking at things that stir in us these positive, powerful qualities. Mm-hmm. But then I get in my car and I drive to Walmart and somebody rolls over my foot with their cart and I look around and there's the there's somebody that is the antithesis of nobility and I have a negative reaction and I blame that person for what I'm experiencing inside of myself. But what am I experiencing in that moment, Jean Marie? I'm experiencing what that relationship is showing me is in my consciousness. Mm, wow. So, Yes. So in that moment, I am being given an insight into something in me that I don't know is in me. The summary judgment of another human being, the, critic, the criticism that comes up, the way in which we find fault with our partners. It all happens mechanically because in that moment, the person we're, we're in relationship with stirs in us and awakens in us something we don't know is part of our consciousness and to the point that because of our religious, our cultural traditions, we're told we're not supposed to be that kind of person. But yet there that person is. And when we see that in ourselves, believing that we are not supposed to be that kind of person, what do we do with the pain of that conflict? We blame the other person. That's all we know to do 
when we are shown something in ourselves, about ourselves, that we believe because of our conditioning that that's not the way we're supposed to be. But that is the way we are. Mm. And that's the inner work, Jean Marie. Yes. Not, is meeting those moments and realizing, listeners, write this down if you really want to change your relationships with others and yourself. There is no such thing as a bad fact about yourself that you can see. There is no such thing as a bad fact about yourself that you can see. We must, if we want to be loving, true, good, God, men and women, learn to recognize that the revelation that we receive in any given moment through any relationship is given to us like a light in the darkness to show us qualities that live in the dark of us and that have controlled us because we live in fear of them and we don't know what to do with the pain of seeing that we're not the way we imagine ourselves to be. That's where it begins. That's why I said I was going to get, get into it here so that we can have something meaningful to work with and to understand about ourselves and our relationships. I love that quote. There is no such thing or bad fact about yourself that you can see. Wow. That that's a, an automatic shift right there. It eliminates self-judgment and judgment of others. Yes. Exactly. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's like you should repeat that to yourself all day long. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I love that. I'm I'm writing that down. It's like, okay, this is gonna be a mantra. And we need to do that, Jean Marie. That's exactly right. And, you know, we're going to be coming up on a break, but when we come back, I'd like for you to talk more about how can we use these differences, these moments uh, to, to really overcome ourselves and, and, and release these negative reactions before they just wreck everything. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned uh, with more from Relationship Magic, you know, with our amazing guest, Guy Finley, renowned international spiritual teacher, best-selling uh, author, author of Secret of Letting Go and Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together, founding director of Life of Learning Foundation. Don't go away. We will be right back. Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs such as The Transcripts of Mary Magdalene for heart-opening, beautiful, to radiate your inner beauty and the body-balancing and physical regeneration pathway to become more energized. Ignite your spark and live a life of passion and purpose. Explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. 
and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Dot com, or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, living in the spirit of love. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish, and joining us is our truly amazing guest, Guy Finley, renowned international spiritual teacher, best-selling self-help writer of over 45 books and audio videos. And his books include The Secret of Letting Go and Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together. And he is the founding director of Life of Learning Foundation in Merlin, Oregon. And Guy is really showing us how to illuminate the dark corners of our consciousness. And Guy was talking about, you know, how to be more aware. And, you know, there's a quote that I found in your book, freedom is not something you win by overcoming a condition outside of you. See the truth of what it is that we're fighting for, as opposed to what we believe we're fighting over, is the beginning of being set free. Guy, take it away with more of your wisdom. We've been talking about this important idea that there is a certain pain in us that we don't understand and if we see it like you were saying and that that pain has always found some way to 
hide itself by having enemies, by blaming others. I mean, for those of you that know Christian scripture, I mean, uh, what do you do with the idea, love thine enemies? He Mm. prepares a feast in the presence of my enemies. The light dwells in the darkness and the darkness comprehends it not. All of that scripture is pointing to this idea that within us, in our consciousness, there is something we do not understand about it and that it does not want us to understand. But we are created with the capacity to transcend these parts of ourselves that are hidden in the dark of us because we can begin to have a true faith, a true reliance upon those moments where we see the truth of ourselves and instead of letting that moment of truth be shunted off by finding someone to blame for the suffering, to accept without judging ourselves the fact of what we're shown about ourselves and allow that moment of revelation to release us from the identification with that part of us that isn't us. When we were talking at the break, Jean Marie and I were talking, and she said she had a moment yesterday. And then she realized that something had come over her, and she didn't like the way she was uh, acting or saying things. And in that moment, basically what she's simply saying, and it's an exercise that we can all use together, is here I am, and maybe I'm with someone who is just spewing ugliness. Listen, people, I'm not, we're, when we are in pain, we are not pretty people. We don't know what to do. So we, we issue it out of ourselves. It, it rolls out of us. And when we're with people like that, and we are people like that, we, we don't know what to do with, with how cruel they are, with how rude they are. But here's the question you have to ask yourself. I've asked myself, what difference does it make what another human being is like if what they're like turns me into something that is like them? Pure and simple. Do I want to be the ugliness that that person is expressing? They don't know they're expressing it. There's nobody there. It's just a machine a broken brain emanating as best it can a way to get rid of its suffering. So it touches the same part of me. Do I want to be ugly like the ugly human in front of me? No, I don't. And that's when I stop judging them. That's when compassion is born. Mm -hmm. When I see that what they are has stirred something similar in me, then I see that I'm as powerless as they are. Mm-hmm. And then you have the good Samaritan, the human, the, the man or woman who going down the road finds the person laying there beaten, all the religious people walking by because they know better, that they, they, they don't stoop. But you and I, we have to stand up and accept that what we're shown about ourselves in the moment isn't because someone has put it in us, but because that person, by an act of grace, has helped us see in ourselves that which we can no longer continue being if we actually see the fact of it. Mm. So I have an exercise. Good. It's simply this. Somebody comes up and they say something to you. They do something. You turn on the news and you get all riled up 
which, by the way, is the purpose of the news, not mm-hmm. to educate. It's to suck you into being further conditioned to believe that your anger somehow proves that you know what's right. Anger never proves what's right. It proves the person who's angry doesn't know anything about righteousness. But back to the subject. Here I am and I get set off. Here's a, you just, just as simple as this. Inwardly, you say to yourself in front of that person, don't say it out loud. Thank you. I didn't know that about myself. Mm. Thank you. I didn't know that about myself. I didn't know that I was so quick to judge that it was out of my mouth and condemning you in thought before you were even finished acting out what you did. Thank you. I had no idea that my impatience doesn't prove I'm intelligence. Impatience is painful. And anybody who embraces what is painful is complicit in the continuation of that pain. Mm. So I didn't know that about myself. And then leave it there. Mm -hmm. Do not judge yourself. Watch the judge. What judges you in yourself and what judges others is not you. It is your mother and father. It is their mother and father. It is the sins of the father passed down from generation to generation. A consciousness that is asleep to itself and that doesn't know what to do with itself when the content of itself that it doesn't know anything about is suddenly stirred. And then we begin to understand and grow, and grow great faith that anything that stirs in me, what I don't want to see is exactly what I need to see if I want to be free of that level of consciousness. Then, Jean Marie, we begin to change our relationships because we are changing within ourselves first and foremost. Wow, that is so empowering, and I encourage listeners to tune back in and hear this. Uh, Guy, you even talk about how to bring arguments to a dead stop with five simple words. What are those (laughs) that can be food for thought for us as we, you know, engage in various encounters throughout the day? Look, the bottom line here, independent of five simple words, Mm-hmm. is that we have to reach the point in our life where we understand because we're willing to see the truth of it okay. that there is no such thing as winning a fight, period. No one wins a fight. Hmm. You get in a fight, you've lost already because you are identified, you are wearing the costume of someone who will not be talked to that way, who won't let people do this, that, and the other, which means you are defending a position that the moment it is touched by anything counter to its image will do nothing but stand up and fight again. What if I actually understand what it means to love my enemy? What if I actually get the idea that my enemy, that I call my enemy, is because it challenges an image I have of myself, some ideal, some belief, and instead of allowing that person to be an enemy to learn to use them to discover in myself that which creates enemies. There is in us a consciousness that creates enemies to hide the intimate enemy in ourself that we don't know is there. And anything that hates, judges, finds fault with another human being, 
does so because it believes it's superior to who and what it judges. What is loving does not judge. What is loving never blames. What is loving never separates itself by finding itself to be better than others that aren't loving. We need to see what real love is by becoming aware of what love isn't and how it hides itself that way. That is so powerful because, you know, what we're encountering a lot is the negativity. So what you're saying, we can, it is that mirror that we can see about ourselves and really become to come to a place of acceptance and compassion and be more loving. Listen to me, Jean Marie, not be more loving. Mm -hmm. It's not be more loving. It's stop hurting others by stop hurting yourself. Wow. Love, love, we're, we are not the creators of love, Jean Marie. Okay. We are mm-hmm. not the creators of love any more than the tree is the creator of the beauty of its form and the leaves and the fruits. We are the instrument and intended to be the instrument of love. Instead, we're the instrument of separation. We're the instrument of judgment. We're the instrument of anger. So that if we could just see all that clearly and begin to die to ourselves in the true meaning of the word, give ourselves up. That's what love is, is giving ourselves up for the sake of a greater love that shows us, hey, that's not love. That's not love. Wow, Guy, that is just so empowering, and I am just so delighted for you to join us today on Love Light. I have to have you back for more, just more sharing of your wisdom. You've helped us get a glimpse into consciousness with these insights to be wiser and more compassionate human beings in all of our relationships. So thank you so much for joining us today. Jean Marie, can I use the last minute to invite people to join me on my free online classes? Uh, yes, and then we have to close out. Go ahead. I speak twice a week, completely free, nothing to join. You're welcome to join me on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. Go to guyfinley.org forward slash online. G-U-Y-F-I-N-L-E-Y dot org forward slash online. If you go there, you'll have a way you can sign up. You'll get notifications about the talks. And you can come and join myself, Jean Marie listens in, and we can learn and work together. And if you just want, if you just want to learn more about it, just go to guyfinley.org. It's a website, it's free. You can study there for years without spending a penny. And I urge you to do it. Act on this knowledge that Jean Marie and I have been talking about. Thank you so much, Guy, and we'll have you back. All right, listeners, tune in next week with guest Melinda Kapoor from Portugal on embracing the new, living each day with change. And take advantage of the empowering Love Light shows, listen on demand. Uh, Take advantage of the love practice exercises that are available on my website blog page, uh, jeanfarisjourney.com. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for for shining their love light around the world and making this show a reality. You know, love is a choice minute by minute and use the power of love to heal. I will close with the final quote from Guy. Uh, The limit of your present view is not the limit of your possibilities. Welcome home. I'm your love light host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish, coming to you from Voice America and remember an empowered self 
is a loving self and keep your love light shining. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Love Light This Week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.